Welcome to the Caleb Schaefer Podcast. We're so glad to have you join us today. Pastor Caleb is a graduate of the World Harvest Bible College, as well as Ohio Christian University. And his desire is to share the love of God with a lost and dying world. Prepare to be challenged and encouraged today through the study of God's Word. Now let's listen in to today's episode with our host, Caleb Schaefer. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Caleb Schaefer podcast. I thought I would do a little bit of something different today, and I want to play for you today a message that I shared at the Tri-State Ministry Center just a couple of weeks ago, and it's entitled, Don't Give Up. So today, if that's you feeling like maybe you have some things going on in your life and the enemy's been attacking your mind and the enemy's been trying to get you to give up, do not give up. Listen to this message and I pray that it will bless you. Hallelujah. Are you thankful that he's there? You're thankful that he's there tonight. Hallelujah. When you can't see him, he's still there. When you can't feel him, he's still there. He's still there. He's working on your behalf tonight. I want to open up our Bibles tonight as we get ready to go to the Word. And uh, it's a blessing to be able to preach again here in this parking lot. You know, I, I have always loved outdoor services. I've always loved outdoor services, and I know I know that we're in a prolonged season of outdoor services, and I, but I've always loved outdoor church events because really if you think about how many times it was recorded that Jesus preached inside a building, we might have one or two of those times. And really when he went inside the building, it was just to make the, the religious leaders mad. He'd pull out a scripture and he'd say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he's anointed me to preach the good news. And then he'd go to sit down in the Messiah's chair and tick everybody off. Or he'd go and he'd, he'd tell everybody they were a den of thieves, that God's house was to be called a house of prayer, and he'd flip the tables over and leave. That was really the only times that he went into church buildings. He went into the synagogues to do things like that. But a lot of the time when Jesus would preach, he would preach outside. He would preach on the side of a mountain, and he would say, Bless Blessed are the pure in heart, uh, for they shall see the kingdom of God. Blessed are the meek. And he would preach outside a lot of the time. I love to preach outside and sing outside. There's just something different about it. I love being inside. Don't get me wrong, but there's something special that God is doing in this season. And I, I just encourage you, you know, there are, there are things going on all over the world. But the more we focus on the things, the more we focus on the things that are going on all over the world, the less we focus on him. And the more we, we listen to what's happening out there, the less we're listening for his voice. And if you've ever been in a crowd of people and everybody's been talking at the same time, you'll find out that you can only listen to one voice at a time. You'll find out that you can only listen to one voice at a time. I know myself, I can't focus. If I've got music playing and I've got the TV on and I'm trying to talk to somebody on the phone, i got to shut everything off so I can hear that one person on the phone because I can only hear one voice at a time. 
And if you're listening to all the voices and still trying to listen for his voice, you're going to have a hard time hearing it clearly. So what we've got to do in this season, we've got to shut out all the other voices. We've got to shut down all the other voices that are trying to pull us down. Because what the enemy is trying to do in this season, I told you this morning, he's trying to use fear tactics on you. But the enemy's trying to get you to give up. How many times since March 18th, Have you been tempted to just give up? How many times has he tempted you to give up on God? How many times has he tempted you to give up in your walk? How many times has he tempted you to just give up hope? How many times has he tempted you in all sorts of areas to just give up, to throw in the towel? I want to read to you tonight from Luke chapter 5. And as we're turning there, can we thank God for Pastor Stevie and his family? Amen. Amen. They're on a a break suffering for Jesus. And uh, I trust God that he's helping them to relax a little bit. Luke chapter 5. It says this, as the disciples pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats beside the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He entered one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to thrust it out a little from the land. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let your nets down for a catch. Let's pray. Father God, tonight, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it's true. I thank you that it's a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. God, when we need direction, your word is there for us. When we need hope, your word is there for us. When we need peace, your word is there for us. And God, we can cling to your word in these times and know, God, that you have set a precedent. You have set a precedent for your people that you will help them through every single situation that they might face. You've set a precedent. God, you've never left one of us from the beginning of Genesis until now. You've never left one of your people. You've never cast them aside. Oh God, I thank you tonight. You've already set a precedent for what we're seeing. You've already set a precedent that when your people cry out to you, you hear them and you do not leave them alone. So God, tonight we can have hope and we don't have to despair tonight because God, you are with us no matter what's going on. Greater is he who is in me than he who's in the world. God, your word says in Isaiah that you sit enthroned above the circle of the earth. God, your word says in Psalms that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And so God, tonight, it doesn't quite matter what's going on with a virus. It doesn't quite matter what's going on in the White House. It doesn't quite matter what's going on in the governments of the world. God, we know this place still belongs to you. My daddy owns this place. And God, I thank you today that we belong to you. And because we belong to you, we are safe and secure, more safe and secure than we could ever imagine. But God, I pray tonight that you'd show people the lies of the enemy that they've been believing, that you would reveal to people the places where they have been believing the enemy's lies, and they will see truth and God not give up hope. We love you tonight, Lord, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So here we see Jesus. 
coming and he's, he's picking out his disciples. He's calling his disciples into the work of the ministry. And he goes to the lake of Gennesaret. And he sees these boats. And he sees these fishermen. But the fishermen are no longer on the boats. They're off on the shore and they're repairing their nets. They're washing their nets. These fishermen had been in this business their entire life. And the fishing business is hard. The fishing business is difficult. If you've ever spent some time on a boat, uh, you know when you're out on the boat, the sun reflects off the water, and the water tends to reflect a lot more sunlight, so you get a lot more UV rays than you would just sitting on the side of the beach in a lawn chair. You get a lot more UV rays, uh, and you burn quickly, so when you're out on the boat, uh, there's no place to escape the sun. The boats uh, are rocking, and if you have a tendency to get a little bit of motion sickness, uh, like some people in my family, if you get motion sick, it doesn't take you very long on the boat till you're leaning over the side. And if you get on the side of the boat and you're, you're, you're sick over the side of the boat, you can't get off the boat till you get back to the dock or till you get back to land. And so when you're out in the middle of the water, you're kind of just stuck there. And if a storm comes along and the waves start crashing against the boat and the, the, the storm clouds are swirling overhead and the winds are blowing, you're stuck out on that boat until you can get safely to shore. Sometimes when a storm hits, uh, it's safer to be out in the water on the boat than it is to be near the shore. Because if you're too near the shore, too near the dock, uh, the water and the wind and the waves will slam you against the side of the dock uh, or against the shore and it'll run you aground uh, and you'll be shipwrecked uh, like Paul. Just ask Paul about shipwrecks. He knew all about them. The fishing life is hard. I once heard somebody say, that a bad day fishing is better than a good day at work. Well, that might be true, unless your work is your fishing. Unless fishing is your job, and you're requiring that job, you're requiring those fish in order to make ends meet. If you're a fisherman, you've got to deal with the good days, and you've got to deal with the bad days. Sometimes you catch a lot of fish, and sometimes you don't catch any fish. Sometimes you've got to deal with the fluctuating prices in the fish market. Some people are paying more for this fish today. Well, I didn't catch any of that fish. I caught this fish. And it's back and forth with the prices based on the demand, based on the fishing season. It's blue crab season down in the Chesapeake, and I love me some blue crabs. And as soon as that season hits, I try to get me some crabs. I love some blue crabs, but there might not be a demand for blue crabs other places. And so fishing is hard. Fishing is difficult if that's the life you live. And these men were fishermen. Jesus comes up along, and he sees them off the boat washing their nets. Now, there's only one reason that you wash your nets, because you're done for the day. There's only one reason that you wash your nets, because you're done. And the Bible lets us know. Jesus said, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered him, Master, we have worked all night and have caught nothing. We've worked all night and we've caught nothing. Lord, 
We have been doing all this and we still caught nothing. Lord, we've already been out on the water and we caught nothing. We, we worked all night and now it's time for me to go home and get some rest. Now it's time for me to go home and go to bed. It's been a long night and we don't have anything to show for it. It's been a long night and I've been suffering out there on the water. I've been doing all the things that I know to do, but I don't have any progress. I'm not seeing any progress. I don't, maybe that sounds like you. I don't know. Maybe you're saying, I've been doing everything I know how to do. I've been doing everything that I've been called to do. I've been doing everything, Lord, that you told me to do, and I'm not seeing any progress. Oh, I've been reading my Bible, and I've been praying, and I'm not seeing any change. I've been working all night, and I haven't caught any fish, and now you want me to go back out and do it again? No, Lord, I'm washing these nets, and I'm folding them up, and I'm putting them away, and I'll try again tonight. The devil likes to wear you down by not letting you see any change or progress when you're doing what you know to do. When you're doing what you know to do, if you're fasting and you're praying and you're giving and you're reading and you're sowing and you're helping other people and you're serving and you're doing everything you know to do. I did everything I knew to do. These men had been lifelong fishermen. They weren't novices at this. This was the family business. This was something that they had done for all their lives. They had grown up and seen their grandfather fish and they had grown up and see their father fish and their uncles and everybody went fishing together and learned how to fish. All together, they taught the next generation how to fish. And so Simon Peter knows how to fish. He knows what to do, and he didn't get anything. He had nothing to show for his work. And somebody here tonight, somebody tonight feels like you have nothing to show for serving the Lord. Somebody here tonight feels like you have nothing to show. You feel like you are just completely beat down. You feel like uh, you've got no nothing that is going to stand in the kingdom. You feel like you've got nothing to stand on. You feel like the enemy's just coming against you, telling you that you're worthless, telling you that you're not important, telling you that you haven't done anything good for the Lord, telling you that there's no purpose for you, telling you you're up in age, telling you you're too old, telling you you've been divorced, telling you you got a past, telling you you got all this wrong. Oh, you've done all this in your past. There's nothing that you could possibly do for the Lord. Everything you've done up to this point has been worthless. What's Jesus say to Simon Peter? He says, come on, old boy. We're going back out and you're going to cast your nets again. Don't fold up your nets just yet. He says, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for what? For a catch. Let down your nets for a catch. He didn't say go out into the deep and let down your nets. He said go out into the deep and let down your nets and you're going to bring something back. Go out into the deep, let down your nets and watch what comes in. Go out into the deep, let down your nets and you're going to have a boat full of fish. Go out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Simon Peter answered him, Master, we've worked all night. We've caught nothing. But at your word, I will let down the net. At your word, I will let down the net. When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was tearing. 
So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats, so they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not fear. From now on you will catch men. You will be fishers of men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. Jesus used this to call Simon Peter and Andrew and James and John, the sons of Zebedee. He said, you're going to catch, catch a different kind of fish than you've ever been fishing for. You are going to be a fisher of men. You're going to come and you're going to be a fisher of men. And I love what Matthew says in Matthew chapter 13 and verse 47. The Bible says this. It says, again, the kingdom of God is like a net that was cast into the sea and gathered all kinds of fish. When it was full, they drew it to shore, sat down, and gathered the good in the baskets, but threw the bad away. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angels will come and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Again, the kingdom of God is like a net that is cast into the sea and gathers all kinds of fish. See, Jesus already told his disciples, listen, it's time for you to quit fishing for these fish. You've caught all kinds of sunfish and bass. You've caught all kinds of fish over here in this water. But I'm about to take you into a new type of fishing. I'm about to teach you how to fish for the souls of men. You're about to cast your nets out and catch the souls of men. You're about to reel in the souls of men into the kingdom. These men had been washing their nets because they were ready to give up for the night. They were ready to give up. They said, we're done. Had they not gone back out into the water and obeyed the voice of the Lord, they would never have caught those two boatloads of fish that began to overload their boats and overload their nets. And you notice, when they got back to the shore, they weren't even concerned about all the fish they caught. Because the Bible tells us they left everything and followed Jesus. They left their nets, they left their boats, they left all those fish, and they just followed Jesus. They had been out all night. They caught nothing. If you're washing your nets, you're cleaning them to put them away. There's all sorts of shells and all sorts of seaweed caught up in your net. And you're cleaning your nets to put them away. And here comes Jesus. He says, launch out. And I'm sure these guys probably thought, now we have been fishing all of our lives. We are the fishermen. And here comes some carpenter telling us how to fish. Why don't you go build a table? Why don't you go build something? Why don't you go build a house? Why don't you go, go build a boat, but don't tell me how to do my job? But they did what he said. They did what he said. Jesus came to them at a time when they were ready to give up. And he said, go back out again. 
Jesus came at a time when they were ready to throw in the towel. And he said, go back out again. And I wonder how many people here tonight might be feeling the same way as those disciples. That you've done everything you know to do. You've been toiling. You've been praying. You've been fighting. And you feel like it's time to wash your nets and throw it away. Give up for the night. Jesus came to him and he said, go back out again. He said, go back out again. This happened not once, but several times where Jesus came to the disciples and he would tell them to keep fishing, but in a different way. Keep fishing, but in a different way. In John chapter 21, this is the only instance in the Bible after the resurrection of Jesus that talks about this particular situation. It says, After this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. He revealed himself this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two more of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. I'm going fishing. Simon Peter looks at the other disciples and he says, you know what? We've seen Jesus crucified. We've seen him killed. We've seen all this stuff. And now they're going to come after us. Now they're going to look at us. And they're going to th try to kill us the same way they killed Jesus. Now they're going to come after us. They're hating on us the same way they hated him. And now they're going to come looking after us. But I tell you, somewhere that's safe, it's out on the boat. They won't come out there looking for us. The Roman guards aren't going to come out on the sea looking for us. Uh, I'm going fishing. I'm going back to everything that I know how to do. I'm giving up uh, on this gospel preaching. I'm giving up uh, on all this Jesus stuff. Uh, I'm giving up on it. So not only does he go and Andrew and James and John, the original four that were out on the boats at Gennesaret, he takes Thomas and he takes a few other of the disciples with him. So now he's got a little crowd going back out on the boat to fish because they don't want to deal with what they're facing because they're afraid to deal with the Roman guards. They're afraid to deal with the people. They're afraid, so they give up. They're afraid, so they give up. They're afraid, so they give up. How many people are, are afraid and they give up? How many people get afraid and they just throw in the towel? How many people it gets a little too hard? Things don't go smoothly like they'd like them to go, so they just give up. Uh, oh, I, I didn't get the yes that I wanted. I guess I'll just give up. Uh, I didn't get that job offer. Somebody else got the promotion. I guess I'll just give up. Uh, I didn't get that position that I wanted. I guess I'll just give up. Uh, I didn't get accepted to one college. Uh, I guess I'll just give up. Uh, I didn't get, get what I needed from that person. I guess I'll just give up. Uh, oh, 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 it got a little bit difficult in my marriage. I guess I'll just just give up. Uh, oh, my kids, they, they're just living terrible. I guess I'll just give up on them. Giving up is the easy thing to do. Giving up is the easy thing to do. John tells us 
that Jesus comes to these men when they're back out on the boat. These, these men, Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. And they said, we'll go with you. They went and immediately entered the boat. But that night they caught nothing again. Sounds a little familiar. Sounds a little familiar. When the morning came, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, do you have any fish? He said to them, throw the net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. So they threw it and now they were not able to draw it in because of the abundance of fish. Now notice, uh, Jesus called them in the same kind of situation that they're in right now. They had gone out all night. Uh, they went fishing. They didn't catch any fish. Uh, and Jesus comes to them again. He says, hey, did you catch anything? They said, no. And he says, well, launch your nets back out again. Cast your nets out again and you're going to catch something. And so the Bible lets us know they couldn't even draw it in. Then the disciple who Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment for he had taken it off and jumped into the sea. The other disciples came into the little boat, uh, dragging the net full of fish for they were not far from the land, but about 300 feet away. And so they brought in another haul of fish and they saw that it was Jesus. They saw that it was him. Later on in this same chapter, it says, So when he had, they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. And he said to him, Feed my sheep. And he said to him again a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, Tend my sheep. And he said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Me. Peter was grieved because he asked him a third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know that I, everything, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. <laughs> Jesus was calling him back into the ministry, just like he called him the first time, just like he called him the first time. And he brought in all those fish. Now Jesus is saying again, oh, your work's not done. Your work's not done. It's not time for you to give up. There's more for you to do in the kingdom. There's more for you to do. There's more for you to do. You're not to give up yet. I came here tonight to tell somebody, don't give up on God just yet. There's more for you to do. As long as you're breathing, as long as you got breath in your lungs and you can open your eyes, as long as you got breath and you can move, there's something for you to do for the kingdom of God. Don't give up on God. Don't throw in the towel just yet. Don't wash your nets just yet because there's something for you to do. The devil would like to convince you that God is done with you. But I promise you tonight, God is not done with anyone that will call on his name. God is not done with anyone who has a repentant heart. God is not done with anyone who will say, God, I messed up. Forgive me for the mess up. Forgive me for what I did. God's not done with anybody. And if you can say, Lord, forgive me, God can use you. God can use you in any capacity. 
I've seen people that I never thought God could use. I've seen people that I thought, my goodness, that person, I was sure they were going to hell. I was sure they were going to hell. And they show up at the altar, and God begins to use them. Can I tell you tonight, nothing and no one is beyond the use of God. All you got to do is say, God, here I am. Use me. God, make something out of me. God, do something with my life. God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll go wherever you want me to go and talk to whoever you want me to talk to. God, use me. And these days that we're living in are days in which the enemy is trying to get people to give up and to throw in the towel. If I told you how many times since March the devil has told me it's over for you. If I told you how many times since March the devil has told me just throw in the towel. It's not worth it. Just give up. It's not worth it. You're not going anywhere. You Nobody's listening to you. Nobody's hearing what you have to say. Nobody's hearing when you proclaim the word. Nobody cares. If I could tell you the amount of time that the enemy has tried to get me to throw in the towel and wash my nets and say I'm done. And so I know that because I face that, everybody here has probably heard those words at some point. You're worthless. God can't use you. Look at what you've done in your past. Uh, Look at everything that you have going on in your life. You're a mess right now. Oh, you don't think right and you don't act right. Uh, Oh, you look rough. Nobody wants to hear what you have to say. You're not eloquent with your words. Uh, You mess up all the time. You do this or you do that. Uh, You don't have right relationships here or there. Can I tell you tonight uh, that as long as you can return to God and say, God, uh, use me, use me, use me. God will use dirty old fishermen who cuss and everything else. God will use you in any capacity that you will allow him to use you. He'll raise you up and set you high, and there's nothing the devil can do about it. But the only way that you can be defeated is if you wash your nets. If you give up, if you throw in the towel, if you go back to the old way of fishing. I came here tonight to tell somebody, don't give up on God. These are the words that you need to hear. If you say, is this message for me? This message is for you. This is the word to you. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on seeking that blessing. Don't give up on seeking God for your family. Don't give up on seeking God for your household salvation. Don't give up on seeking God for that thing that you need. Don't give up. Don't give up on believing God's going to use you in a mighty way. Don't give up on believing God because God is about to come through. Don't wash those nets. Don't throw those nets in the boat. Oh, get back out on the water and get to work. If there's ever been a time to get to work for the Lord, it is now. And you don't have to do anything big right off the bat. If you start small, God will give you a small direction. God will give you something small to do. God will give you something very minuscule that you can start out with. There's an old lady 
she wanted to have prayer meeting at the city hall in her town. She went down to the city hall and asked the police down there if it would be possible to have prayer meeting. They said, ma'am, we're not going to let you have prayer meeting. There's going to be problems. People in the city are going to be upset that you're down here having a prayer meeting and everybody else can't do whatever they want to do. There's all this separation of the church and state. We've got we've to keep everything separate. We can't let you come down here and have a prayer meeting. So God said to this lady, he reinforced it that she was to have a prayer meeting down there. She said, well, what do I need to do? And God said, start baking cookies. Start baking cookies. Every week, this lady started to bake cookies, and she'd take them down to the police at City Hall. And about six months later, she walked back in there, and she said, I was just wondering if you thought any more about letting me have that prayer meeting. And they said, by all means, do whatever you want to. It might be something small that God gives you, and if you get a no at the beginning, don't keep pushing, don't stop believing, don't quit, don't give up on God. When you're ready to give up, there's a net load of fish that's waiting on you if you launch back out. When you're ready to give up, when you feel like this is the last straw, this is the last time, I'm not going to go forward with this, you launch your boat back out one more time, and you cast your net one more time, because that's what the disciples had to do. When they were at the point of giving up, they had to launch back out and launch their nets, cast their nets, and that's when they caught it. But if they had just gone back home, and if they had just turned in and not done anything different, they would never have seen the catch that they were supposed to have. Sometimes I wonder about all the people we don't read about in the Bible, all the people that should have been in the Bible, but we don't read about. Were there other fishermen that day who Jesus had approached and asked the same question? and they just threw their nets in the boat and went back home? Are there other people that should have been in the group that we don't know about because they didn't obey what God had to say? Are there other people, or are there more Daniels that we should have heard about? Are there more Davids that we should have heard about, but they gave up too soon? Don't give up, people. Don't give up, church, because God wants to use you in a great and mighty way. Don't give up. There's a miracle waiting on you if you'll throw your net back out in the water when it feels too difficult cult to do. There's a miracle waiting on you. Your family might just get saved the next time you throw that net out and say, will you come to church with me? Your children might just come home if you throw that net out one more time and say, I love you. I'm not giving up on you. Somebody might just get their life turned around if you don't give up on them. We give up too soon. And in these days that we're living in, the devil's been trying to get the people of God to give up like never before. The devil has been trying to get you to give up like never before. And here's why. I'm about ready to tell you 
why the fight has been so strong in your life. I'm about ready to tell you why the fight has been so difficult. Are you ready? Lean in and listen to why the fight has been so difficult. Because God has a purpose for you in these last days. And revival has begun in the earth. He's beginning to pour out his spirit in the earth. And God wants to use you to reach people for his kingdom. And if you snatch one soul out of hell before somebody dies, the devil is so mad. But can you imagine what happens if you snatch one and that that person snatches one and everybody goes and snatches one? If we snatch one soul out of the grips of hell, that's why the devil's been fighting you so hard. Revival is hitting the earth and God is about to do something. But if the devil can get you to give up before you ever get into the flow of it, before you ever get into the revival, he will have won the war for you. Can I tell you what's going on? Can I tell you what's going on all over the world? Somebody's got to cast the net. Somebody's got to cast the net of revival and bring in the souls. We can't give up now. Tampa, Florida, Rodney Howard Brown, and Jonathan Shuttlesworth. They were supposed to have a few-day revival down there in Tampa in a tent. Today is day 57 of that revival, and they've already extended it to August 14th. Souls are coming into the kingdom. People are getting saved. That's why the devil's fighting you. That's why the devil wants you to give up. Huntington Beach, a revival with the church at the ocean's edge. There's a revival taking place on the sand at Huntington Beach. At least 200 evangelical Christian faithfuls gathered near Lifeguard Tower 20 to hear the word and be motivated to spread it. They sang and raised their hands skyward in praise. Several walked into the cool waves of the Pacific Ocean to be baptized at sunset. Revival breaking out. Thousands choosing Christ in California. One church quadrupled. We've had 135 churches in San Diego come together. We had a prayer event in 11 different locations. We've had 15,000 people around San Diego or online. Dozens baptized and healed at Minneapolis site where George Floyd died. They're having baptisms up there on the corner where George Floyd was killed. Instead of becoming a place of sorrow and indignation, the intersection where George Floyd died in Minneapolis became a place of baptism and prayer. Worship and baptisms happening in Washington Square, New York City amid peaceful protests. When a group arrived at Washington State Park, New York City, a lot of people joined in their worship party for hours. Furthermore, a spontaneous baptism happened in the park's fountain. At the time, New York City was shut down and the fountain was turned off. But last week, it came back on for the first time in months. After a crazy, joyful worship set, racial reconciliation, and a salvation call, we marched over to the fountain last night, and the NYPD led us. They let us go for it, baptizing people in New York City in the fountains downtown. Can I tell you about Moorfield, West Virginia? Can I tell you about Martinsburg? 
West Virginia. And can I tell you about Cumberland, Maryland yesterday? Can I tell you about the revivals that are taking place on the streets? Can I tell you about the people being saved and set free and filled with the Holy Ghost on the streets? Maybe God had to get us outside of our churches because we were too comfortable in there. Maybe God had to get us outside of our churches because we were shut up in there like a bunch of monks. Maybe God had to get us outside of our churches because we weren't going out and evangelizing. Maybe he said, you know what? Your church is going to be shut down for a while so you can go out into the highways and the byways and see people saved out in the streets. Out there's the people who need it, not the people who come to church every Sunday and just get spiritually fat all the time. Not the people who come and eat of the word every week and just warm a pew. Maybe it's time for you to get outside and go do something and tell somebody on the street. I'm telling you, every time Jesus went into the building, he caused a problem. And there are only a couple of times that he went into the buildings and he went into the synagogues and he went into the temple recorded in the Bible. But do you know where he preached? He preached out on the streets. He preached out on the corners. He preached up on the mountain. He preached everywhere outside of the church. And I'm prophesying to you that you're about to get an unction when you go to Walmart. You're about to get an unction. God's about to give you a word of wisdom when you go up to the market. God's about to give you a word of knowledge when you go down to the gas station. You're about to look at that cashier and you're about to say, hey, I, I know this probably isn't a good place, but do you know Jesus? You're about to start looking at those waitresses like Gerald Mahan does and say, I know you're working right now, but God won't let me go until I ask you this question. Do you know Jesus? I believe we're about to see people start to get healed outside the church. I believe people are going to get up out of their wheelchairs out in the marketplace. I believe people are going to come off their crutches. There's going to be deaf ears opened and blind eyes opened outside the church. I believe God wants to pour out his spirit. But if we try to lock ourselves in all the time and we never go out there where the people need it, we will never see the fullness of what God wants us to do in the earth. And that's why the enemy has been trying to get you to give up because there's a purpose for you. You're supposed to talk to somebody. You're supposed to see somebody saved. It's going to be you. Oh, we're going to have hundreds of thousands of Smith Wigglesworths and Howard Carters walking the earth in these last days. We're going to have A.A. Allens and Oral Roberts walking around. People are going to get healed right where they're at. They're not going to have to come to a church service because we're going to be carriers of the glory of God 24-7 wherever we go. I'm a Christian first before I'm an American or a Republican or a Democrat. I'm a Christian first and I carry the glory of God on me. So when I go anywhere, I'm anointed. I was anointed when I ate my cereal this morning. I was anointed when I laid my head on my pillow last night. I was anointed sitting in the parking lot at church and I'm anointed when I go to work. I'm anointed when I go to school. It's about time for you to grab hold of who you are in Christ and begin to declare what God has for you because God has something for you to do in these last days and that's why the enemy has been trying to get you to wash your nets but I prophesy and I declare over you today you will not give up you will not quit you will not throw in the towel because you are about to fulfill what God has for your life you're about to fulfill everything that he has given for you to do the things that he set forth before you were in your mother's womb the things that he had for you to do that was on 
on your to-do list in heaven before you were ever born. You're about to fulfill everything. I declare a season of prophetic acceleration, divine acceleration in the spirit, and every prophecy that's been spoken over your life is about to come to pass in the season of acceleration. Jesus is coming soon. There's no time to waste. We've wasted enough time. I've wasted enough time scrolling Facebook. I've wasted enough time watching TV every evening. I've wasted enough time. I've wasted enough time worrying about the the sporting events going on in the world and what the scores are. I've wasted enough time worrying about politics. I've wasted enough time worrying about what's going on with the coronavirus. I've wasted enough time worrying about the next promotion, worrying about getting to the next place, worrying about getting getting higher and and going further in, in in the careers that we've been in. I've wasted enough time trying to get a better education. Can I tell you something? God has a purpose for you and it is about to be fulfilled if you'll step out into it. Oh, you can stay where you are if you want. You can stay where you are if you feel like it. But the enemy's going to try to get you to give up if you stay there. And what I've learned in the kingdom is if the devil's trying to get me to give up, all I have to do is keep moving. All I have to do is go a little bit further. All I have to do is follow the steps that the Lord has given to me. And when he tries me to get me to give up, I just walk a little faster. And I tell about 10 more people what God's doing in my life. I tell a few more people what God's doing in my life. Oh, the devil's tried to get me to give up. The devil's tried to get you to give up. Oh, but God's not done with you yet. And if you'll continue to follow God, if you'll continue to walk after him, if you'll continue to keep moving, God's going to elevate you. And God's going to do great things in your life and use you to reach people you never thought you could reach. He'll give you a book. He'll give you a podcast. He'll give you something to do for the kingdom that you didn't even think you could do before. But you can't give up now. Don't give up now. Don't wash your nets. Cast your nets again. Cast your nets again. I got to ask you tonight. Has the enemy been trying to get you to give up? Has the enemy been trying to get you to quit? Give up on church. Give up on your family. Give up on everything God's called you to do. Some people, he's trying to get them to give up their walk completely. He's telling you it's not worth it. You've paid too great a price, and you don't feel like you have anything to show for it. God, I did everything you asked me to do. And I've got nothing to show for it. I've served you for years. And I feel like I don't have anything to show for it. Can I tell you today? Cast your net one more time. Cast your net one more time. Because you're about to see the greatest harvest that you've ever seen in your life. I'd like for you to bow your heads tonight. God is moving in the earth. He's doing something great in the earth. But every time, every single time that God tries to move and begins to move, we know that the enemy tries to do something to counteract that. And the enemy sees 
us a lot more like God sees us than we see us. The enemy's scared of you and what you're doing. That's why he's trying to get you to give up. The enemy's scared of what you might do for the kingdom of God. That's why he wants you to give up. And so tonight, if you have been battling thoughts of giving up on anything at all, I'm not even going to put a label on it. If you've been thinking about giving up on fill in the blank, this message is for you. Don't wash your nets and put them away. Cast those nets one more time. Cast those nets one more time. And watch God move. I'm going to open the front of this concrete here for an altar. And I know it's uncomfortable to kneel. I know you probably don't want to do that. But if you'll just come up and stand, you say, I've been tempted to give up. I've been tempted to give up. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. If you've been tempted to give up, come on up front. We're not going to embarrass you. We're not going to make you say anything. And I'm also going to ask you, if you're not right with the Lord, if you're not right with the Lord, and you say, you know what? I need to be right with the Lord. These times that we're living in are too tough to go through without the Lord. These times are are too difficult to go through without the Lord. I'm going to ask you to come forward as well. You can move now. You've been feeling like giving up. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Hallelujah. All right. I'm going to pray a prayer. For those who say, you know what, I'm not right with the Lord. And if you'll repeat that prayer after me, we're going to agree with you that you're going to be made right with the Lord. It's a sinner's prayer, prayer of salvation, simple prayer. We're going to ask God to cleanse you from all unrighteousness and forgive your sins. And so I'm going to ask everybody here to bow your heads. Pray with me in agreement. Those of you who are saved, say, Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I believe he's your son and that he died on the cross and rose again. I ask you today to wash me in the blood that he shed on Calvary. Cleanse me from sin. Thank you today for making me your child. Fill me with the Holy Ghost and help me to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Now I want to pray a prayer because I believe there are some people here who have felt like giving up recently. And I'm just going to pray a prayer and you can stay right where you're at. I know sometimes it's hard to move and this parking lot's hard to walk across. Everybody's looking. It's all right. But if that's you that's felt like giving up right where you're at, just bow your head. I'm going to pray right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus,
I thank you that you are our strength and our source. You are our supply. And God, for every single person that the enemy has been tempting to give up on their calling, on their walk with you, on something that you've given them to do, on their family members, for every person that's been feeling like giving up on anything at all that is godly, Lord, I pray right now that they would receive a fresh invigoration, God, that they would receive new strength, God, that they would know beyond the shadow of a doubt, God, that you have given them something to do, and God, you've called them to a purpose, and God, that their purpose is not complete. As long as they're here in the earth, God, their purpose is not complete. God, when their purpose is complete, you'll take them home, but for now, God, you have something for them to do. So God, I rebuke every enemy that would come against minds. I rebuke every enemy that would come and try to lie and tell people to wash their nets and push them away. In the name of Jesus, I curse that enemy. I curse that enemy and I take authority over it. In the name of Jesus, mind-binding spirits and temptation to give up. Go now. Go now. Go now. Go now. In the name of Jesus. You have no place. I declare that in this place, in this parking lot, and anyone who listens to this message later on, in the name of Jesus, they will fulfill everything that God has for them to fulfill. They will go forward and they will see people saved. They will see the area changed. They will see revival. They will see everything that you have purposed for them to do since before they were born. So God, right now, I loose the Holy Spirit to come in where the enemy was tormenting minds. I loose the Holy Spirit to come in. I loose the Holy Spirit to take over. God, begin to give them fresh ideas and fresh revelation. Begin to give them fresh feeling for what you have, God, for them to do. Fresh fire, fresh passion, God. Everywhere that the enemy was trying to rob, in the name of Jesus, it has to be returned with interest seven times over. God, we found the thief. We found the thief that's been trying to get these people to give up. And God, we demand today that it be returned. Their peace has to come back. Their joy has to come back. Their relationships have to come back. In the name of Jesus, oh, today, church, be filled with the Holy Ghost afresh. Be filled with the Holy Ghost anew. Today is the day for you to get to work. Today is the day that you get your job. Your job in the kingdom is back today. Your job in the kingdom's back today. You've been reinstated to your position. You've been reinstated to your position of authority today. You're not going to give up. You're going to go harder than you ever have for the kingdom. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. God, I thank you today that people are being reinstated in the army of God. They're not going to give up. God, they're going to go forward into everything that you have for them. God, I thank you for every person in this parking lot tonight. And as your word says in Galatians 6, 9, let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. I decree and declare that no one at the sound of my voice is going to faint for the work of the kingdom, but God, they are going to reap 
every single thing that they have sown for in Jesus' mighty name. If you believe it tonight, give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do not give up. You've got a job to do. This week, I'm praying for you that God will reveal to you that you'll have at least one person to talk to, to talk to about Jesus, and that at least one person will talk with you, and you'll be able to lead them to Christ in the name of Jesus. We're going to see revival. We're going to see revival, and we're not going to give up. Your purpose is being fulfilled in this season, so don't give up in the name of Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Friends, I pray that that message encouraged you today. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, do not give up. Do not throw in the towel just yet because the best is yet to come. Revival is coming upon the earth and God's best days for the church are right out ahead of us. So don't give up on the promise of God for your life. Don't give up on the blessings and the promises that he's given to you personally. I know that you are about to see victory if you will not give up. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening today. I love you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Caleb Schaefer podcast. If you would like to connect with Caleb, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry, on Instagram at Caleb underscore Schaefer, or by visiting www.calebschaefer.com. If you have been encouraged, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. Once again, We appreciate you listening to today's episode and may God bless you as you continue to walk with Him.